This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Doug Karsh and the no longer popped collar Gator, 248-539-9797. Feedback coming in. Uh, it just doesn't seem right to pop the collar these days. Well, I didn't know what kind or of statement you were trying was, to make. I didn't make. know it was popped. But uh, it was popped. I was going to fire it up for you. Champ and Chump are posting our website. See so you the people selected Champ and Chump on the weekend. In fact, let's make sure we get that tweeted out from our Carson Anderson account so people can see who the folks selected as Champ and Chump of the weekend. 248-539-9797. Oh, let's get back to your open line calls. We go to Ed. You're on 97 on a ticket. What's up, Ed? Hey, guys. How are we doing today? We're good, All right, Ed. Ed. Good, good. Look, I got my bold-ass prediction, fellas. All right. All right. Let's hear it, Ed. All right, look, the Lions will go either 12 and 5 or 13 and 4. They'll win their division and uh, they'll go to the NFC Championship game. And I'm really serious about this because when you sit down and you look at it, if Jamison Williams works out for those guys, their offense is going to be able to score from every skill position. And uh, they have the skill level should Jamison work out and be able to take the uh, offense, uh, take them from the top, uh, they could be good as the greatest show on turf, dude. And I'm just saying that. Uh, that's what they look I, I, like. I, here's the thing. Are you predicting that Jamison Williams will be that good? Oh, yeah. You can't look. Let me tell you something, man. One thing you can't suppress is talent. Okay? I don't know if he if he's going to act like a pro but man, if they get that guy on the field and they and and, and get him with the program, he's going to be unbelievable. So the skill sets there. There's a ton riding on Jamison Williams' ability to return to this team this year and live up to his potential. There's a ton See, riding it, on. That. And I'll say this: uh, add this to the prediction. Even after six games, when he comes back, he has enough talent to still be in the running for the offensive player of the year. <laughs> uh, it, it, he would have to have just an absolute enormous 11 games to get that kind of consideration. But you said he has enough talent. Um, he has enough talent to be very special. Hopefully it will come to fruition on the field. Dude is absolutely – I mean, he takes a 4-3 shower – He's got uh, all kinds of ability, but he dropped a couple passes. I have to wonder now about his ability to stay healthy. Um, but there's so much riding on it. Yeah, so much riding. Look, on it. the one season we got to see at Alabama prior to that knee injury, which happened late in the season, he was spectacular. He was just spectacular. You know, mm-hmm. the, the comparisons with Tyreek Hill were out there because of. You know the the size and the speed, and he's always was always behind the def, the defense because he was just that much faster than everybody else, and um, it was intoxicating. 
and when they traded up to get him, met with a lot of mixed reviews because of who they passed on. But what they took was a guy that had phenomenal talent, but he was hurt at the time when they got him. And we kept waiting and wanted to see it, wanted to see it, wanted to see it. We got activated. We saw it wide open in the end zone, right in front of the end zone, caught the pass and walked in. Mm-hmm. And we all thought, here we go. This is it. And then he proceeded to catch none passes after that and had the one end around where he looked like a stud running down the sideline. You want him with the ball in his hands. I so desperately want to see him with the ball in his hands because once it's there, anything can happen. It, But it's it's the problem right now is him getting onto the field, first of all, when it's injury or suspension that's kept him off the field. And second of all is you've got to secure the football in the first place. You can't have the ball in your hand if it's not in your hands. I think that drop pass in the preseason was actually big. And I don't mean it didn't mean anything for the game. I think it was big for Jamison Williams. And he talked about how, you know, he wants to make things happen once he has the ball in his hands. But in that particular instance, he, you know, was getting ready to tuck and run. And I think it's that's why the preseason's important is to get those moments and learn from them. Get them out of the way. Well, and he did because a couple of play a little bit later on in that game, he had that one-handed catch in the end zone yep. on the two-point conversion. So that's a step in the right direction. Unfortunately, it's three steps back when you have the hamstring injury coupled with the suspension. So much riding on him. And we're not going to be able to hear anything about it for a while because he won't be. Yeah, he's going to have no contact yeah. with the team, which absolutely sucks. But I'm a big believer in Jamison Williams. I'm not as maybe as big a believer as, as the last caller, but I think he can and will have a big, that's my bold prediction at least, that he's going to have a big second half of the year when he does come back with the Lions. He'll have a game or two, then the bye week, and I think that's when he really gets hits his stride. He's a true home run threat. He's a guy, when he's on the field, they got to bring over help. they got to bring over over-the-top safety help because if they don't, and even if they do, he gets the ball in his hands, you you mess up. You miss step one way. He's got the angle on you. He's gone. He's to the house. You can't catch him from behind. You got hope to corral the guy. But, yeah, he's got to catch the ball more consistently. But the good thing, like you mentioned, Doug, about that drop pass is he went on and caught a one-handed, you know, was a two-point conversion later. So I think he's able to erase that stuff pretty quickly. Uh, he was still engaged in the game. People talk about being a bad team or bad attitude when – uh, other players were scoring. He was one of the first guys off the sidelines cheering him on. I think he loves the game of football. It's just going to suck that we're going to have to wait. But I think Jameson Williams is going to be a, a problem and a big part of this offense in the second half of the year. Have you seen Vegas totals for him? Like how many how many catches? I have not. Okay. I'm just I'm just trying to think of like Tyreek Tyreek Hill. He's been compared to him. Tyreek Hill's rookie season, mm-hmm. and this is kind of Jameson's rookie season. Right even though it's already going to be truncated. In 16 games, Tyreek Hill caught 61 passes for 593 yards and six, six touchdowns. Jamison's Sorry, that was 60? 61 passes, 593 yards, six touchdowns. You know what's amazing to me about that? What? It's less than 10 yards of reception for Tyreek Hill. 9.7 yards of reception. If you... And how dra- dramatically that probably changed the next year. <laughs> I, and I, if you take a third of that, okay, take away a third of that, which is roughly what you'll be taking away, roughly from take away twenty receptions. So he's down to. Would you take forty receptions, four hundred yards, and four touchdowns? No, I'd be disappointed. I don't think that I would. I like I, 
I wouldn't be disappointed I'll, in 40 catches, and I wouldn't be disappointed in four touchdowns. I would be disappointed it's the in 400 yards. yards. That's the that's the thing would be because he's supposed to be more of a deep threat. Yeah, I would expect him to be much more than the 400 yards. Yep. But it's six games, so you're you're playing 11 games if he's healthy to play. So can he catch four passes a game? I hope so. I don't think it's asking too much if he's ready to go, and if he's going to catch, you know, forty something passes. I guess, I, guess I just don't expect him to be their lead dog from moment one. I expect that still to be Amonra. A hundred percent. Amonra is going to get the most targets. He's going to have the most receptions because he catches what's thrown to him. But I would expect Jamison Williams to be maybe number two at that point. Which to me is maybe a four reception kind of a game kind of guy. There it is. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Red is in Detroit and he's next. Hi, Red. Hey, how you doing? We're good. So, uh, um, that's good. So, as a listener, I'm trying to figure out in in, in particular right now. Y'all talking about Jameson? Uh, what's the line of delineation when y'all creating a narrative about the, the the type of player and his dedication to the game? Like, what is it? How y'all determine? with these narratives that y'all create. And Gator kind of like alluded to what I, as a listener, hear y'all uh, create these narratives on when he, he described his distaste for Dion after the game. So when it comes to, like, Bugs, for instance, Bugs is upset about not playing and, and not being in the game because as any player, want you want to play the game, and I think you want to get paid. With Jamison, the same thing. It's like, Y'all don't think, or y'all trying to create the narrative like he may not be this, he may not I, I, be that. I, you oh, said four times a, narrative. What, what narrative? A, I, what I, narrative I, can tell, I, said. I can tell you something. Uh, Hold uh, on, I just want to stop you, Red. If I have something that I want to say, I will come out and say it. I won't try and create a narrative. I will come out and say it. Now I can disagree with somebody posting something on social media. If you've heard all the whole show. We actually think Bugs tried to downplay the situation when he met with the media. And with Dion, I don't have to agree with everything Dion says, and I can still like him. Still so love Dion. I just so did, didn't really like his no, post-game press, uh, press conference approach, but I still love Dion Sanders as the coach. I think he did an amazing job. I just want you to rest easily, Red, that there is no – we're not sitting around going, okay, let's imply something. If we have something to say, we'll just say it, Okay. But, oh, okay, I'm back on. I didn't know y'all had muted me like that. So, and with that being said, like what y'all just said about Dion, you saying you say, oh, I'll just say it. No, y'all don't, though. Y'all kind of like implied, though. It's, it's what, like, what, what, is implied? It about Dion? what was implied? What is it about, what is it after, uh, what, what's the problem with Dion after the game and, and doubling down on the disbelief in his ability to coach? the disbelief in his team. What was it about that? that Here's what I the wrong okay, way. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Go ahead. I'll tell you why. Because a reporter asked him a question that he refused to answer because that reporter didn't believe that Dion could coach. That reporter why has didn't a job believe that? to do. Who cares? No, I care. Uh, somebody yeah, like should. me cares. And it's like, why? He why? should well, care because just like, just like how he told her. Why is it, it this, not this disbelief in him when he showed out in the HBCU at Jackson State? It's it, like, what, 
what you does a guy like Dion, what does a guy like Jameson have to do to get y'all to stop? So the only like, well, way that Dion is going to report that, I, this is what I don't like about it because I, I work in the media. Is the only way that coaches should have to answer questions from us is if we kiss their butt and do nothing but believe in no, them? No, and see how you and see how you taking it that I'm saying kiss their butt. It's not about kissing their butt. But what it is, it's a totally different type of conversation when you're talking to a hardball, when you're talking to other guys that y'all don't ever give these issues to. And I don't, again, I don't, when gets, I call in, y'all don't never, y'all never let me get on. Huh? No, but like right now, what, Actually, most I'm, 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 I'm going to show you the hypocrisy in what you, you're saying. I'm about to show you the hypocrisy. And you've had Watch over this. three. I'm about to show you. Okay, hold on. Most people get a minute, Red. You've been on the line for over three. So don't tell us about how we don't let you on. You've been on now longer than almost every caller today. All right? You so right that, now. I'm about to show you right now. I'm about ahead. to show you go right ahead. now. Yeah. Go ahead. Mel Tucker, y'all was looking for him to lose. But the second Ooh. that he didn't lose, as opposed as opposed to uh, him losing and everything that y'all was second-guessing him on, y'all yeah. made a bigger story about the fact that he didn't take that player out who got a, a, a possible Red, Red, uh, you know what you're doing right That's now? What I'm talking Here's about. what you're doing, Red. 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 None what of us I'm have doing. said any of that stuff. We haven't even mentioned Mel Tucker today. I mentioned him yesterday that he addressed that a player, mm. what the, play, the doctor's clear. That's it. Red, you're giving other people what other people have said you're attributing to us. Okay, look, that, and that happens way too much, and we understand it that not everybody knows the difference between hosts. But you are taking a whole bunch of stuff that other people have said and attributing it to us. We haven't even mentioned Alante Brown today. Yesterday, it was oh, the only time it got mentioned was when ticket text came in, and when Mel Tucker talked about it. That's it. So you can, if you're using the media wide, y'all. If we are accountable for everything everybody in the media says, I can't defend everything in the, everybody in the media says. No, I'll defend what I say. What I said about Dion, I'll stand by it. I love Dion Sanders. I love Coach Prime. I think he's doing a hell of a job. What he's done in one game at Colorado is amazing, considering all the people he has brought into the program that are brand new to it. I loved what I saw during the game, the 60 minutes during the game, his demeanor on the sidelines. If his team got overexcited, he was not. He was laser-focused. I thought it was awesome, and it kind of calmed the team down. I think his son is amazing, and his reflection of Dion on, as a coach, I thought what Shador did was incredible. After the game, the post-game press conference, I didn't love it. I didn't love it because it was almost like it was like a – it was more than just an I told you so. It was trying to demean some well, people up there, and I didn't appreciate it. Never, but I don't it, – it, it's, it's going to be lost by the next week. I don't well, care. I, I don't – what I don't like is – you have to believe in me and support me or say that I'm going to win or I'm not answering your questions. Well, I mean, the, the thing he asked him was, do you believe now? And I you couldn't hear what the reporter said. If he no, but said it was, I, the reporter was Ed Werder, I yeah. believe. And it, if, if, if you can't write anything critical or have an opinion of dissent about Deion Sanders, that doesn't mean he shouldn't answer your questions. But 